in prayer. It's Pastor Maria Murphy, and I'm happy to be here with you today. Let me just pull up my uh, phone here, and let's make sure that we are on. Yes, we are. Our volume is on today. That's a good thing. So as you come on, say hello, and I'll greet you. It is, what day is it? It is Tuesday, and it is December the 20th. Hmm. We're a few days away from Christmas, which is coming up here on the 25th. And so, uh, my goodness, time is going by fast. So I, uh, after I get off here, I'll be just going to the store. So pray for me. <laughs> I, need, I need a group to intercede for me in the next few hours. <laughs> I believe I have the favor of God. Amen. Good morning, Ivan, and happy Tuesday to you. God bless you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're glad to be together. Uh, I know that God is uh, speaking to us, instructing us, and uh, meeting us in our time of prayer, and I'm grateful to him for that. Uh, I pray that you are well, that your family is well, and uh, that all things are working together for your good. Amen. Bless the Lord. Uh, this morning, uh, this whole week, actually, we're going to be talking about uh, some of the uh, scriptures pertaining to the birth of Jesus since we're uh, at Christmas time. And so we're going to be looking at some, good morning, Jean, God bless you today. We're going to be looking at some uh, scriptures uh, that talk about this whole week we'll do this, and we did that yesterday. Yesterday we looked at Isaiah, where it talked about Jesus, uh, the counselor, a wonderful counselor, uh, and how he is the prince of peace. Well, today I want to look at, we, we've talked about this before. We've talked about Mary uh, before and how um, she was chosen to be the mother of Jesus because uh, God knew that she would complete that assignment. Uh, and so uh, God knew that. And the same with Joseph. Uh, God knew that Joseph, too, would complete his assignment. You know, a lot of times Mary, we talk about her a lot, but we don't talk about Joseph. Uh, but Joseph is the same. Uh, God knew that he would carry out his heavenly assignment as well. And uh, he chose them. We, we've talked about Mary and Joseph before and their lineage. Remember, their lineage both are from David. Uh, Jacob was the father of Joseph, not Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Another Jacob uh, was the uh, father of Joseph. And he, it's either Heli or Heli, uh, was the father of Mary. That was Joseph's father-in-law. So they both were uh, in line uh, in David's lineage. And remember all the prophecies. There's over 300 prophecies that said that Jesus was going to be born. And then it said he would be out of the house of David. And so uh, because David was a king, they knew that this uh, individual had a rightful uh, heir to the throne of David. And so they were looking at a physical king. A lot of a lot of people in that day really thought Jesus was going to come and bring peace to them. And the peace he was going to bring to them was from the Roman government rule from that part of it. They didn't think of, you know, the peace that we know today. They're thinking of, OK, this is a government thing. He's going to be a king, a physical king. A lot of them thought that. Good evening, Marikon. God bless you today. And so um, 
you know, they, that's what they thought because of the prophecies said he was going to be uh, of the line uh, and had a, he was a rightful heir to the throne of David. So if you think about it, we've, we've looked at this before, Mary and Joseph, they both came from God fearing homes. They attended, you know, the synagogue, they went to church uh, frequently. And so in church, what they would hear is there's a Messiah coming and the Messiah is going to be born of a virgin. And so they heard this. This was not a surprise when Mary, when the angel told Mary, now it was a surprise. She was the virgin, <laughs> but she had heard stories of how the, and prophecies of how the Messiah was coming and would be born of a virgin. So when the angel told her that it must've confirmed something in her heart because she didn't doubt. She asked a question. She said, how will this happen? And that's an, a valid question. And the angel said, here's how it will happen. And she said, be it unto me according to your word in Luke chapter one. Well, the same with Joseph. Uh, Joseph heard that this was going to happen. He heard a Messiah was coming. He heard that the Messiah would be born of a virgin. He heard that too in church. And so in Matthew chapter one, when the angel of the Lord visited him, in a dream and told him, this is, it's Mary. <laughs> Hello. Uh, the, the bride that you're about to marry, it's Mary, marry her anyway. Joseph didn't go, what? Oh no, I don't want to be part of the story. No, it says in verse 24, then Joseph being aroused from sleep did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. And he took to him, uh, his wife and did not know her until she had brought forth her firstborn son. And he called his name, Jesus. Did you see that? He called his name, Jesus. Joseph did exactly what the angel of the Lord told him to do. Now, if you look in Luke chapter one, before Mary's visit and before she said, let it be, you know, according to your word, I am your maid uh, servant. Uh, we see that Zacharias, a priest, someone who's supposed to be very close to God, also had a visitation while he was doing his ministry, his, you know, he was a priest, he was doing ministry in the middle of doing ministry. An angel appeared to him. I'm sure this is not the first time the angel appeared to him while he was doing ministry. Remember they were not filled with the Holy spirit like we were. So the Holy spirit didn't talk to them from within. They had dreams. They had visions. Angels appear to them more. And so, uh, he was, the angel came to him and gave him a message that said, you're going to have the son, not the Messiah, a son who's going to prepare the way of the Lord. That was also prophesied. It said that there was one coming and it was a voice in the wilderness. That's going to say, prepare ye the way of the Lord. That was also prophesied. And Zacharias knew all the prophecies, if you think about it. And he knew that the Messiah was coming. And so, uh, he had a role in that and he asked a question. And if you look at it, it's the same question pretty much that Mary asked when the angel told him what was going to happen. He, he asked the same kind of question. How shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife is well advanced in years. Mary asked, how, how will this be? But his question came from a heart that must have not have been an agreement. Mary's came from, okay, I, it's a genuine question. How am I going to explain this to the man I'm going to marry? And so, uh, but it's going to happen, but I just need to know how, how what do I tell him? <laughs> and Zechariah though, must've had doubt in his heart because 
he was not able to speak until his son was born. And so the Lord was probably like, we don't need him undoing anything else with his doubt and unbelief. Cause the angel said, because you didn't believe me, you're not going to be able to speak until your son is born until he said, his name is John. He wrote it down. His name is John. He could not speak. And so you look at this and you go, they both were visited by angels. He was a priest. And he should have been the one that went, okay, whatever the Lord has to say. No, he didn't. So he doubted. And so because he doubted, he didn't ask the question from a heart of belief. It was unbelief. So he was not able to speak. And when we look at those two individuals, the difference there between actually the three of them, Joseph, Mary, and John, we see that uh, Joseph and Mary... Mary questioned. She said, how will this be? But her heart was not questioning because she didn't want to do it or she didn't, she thought this wasn't true. She just wanted to know really genuinely, how is this going to happen? <laughs> and it, and when he told her how it would, her heart probably went, ah, I'm the woman that I've been sitting in church in the synagogue hearing about. That's me. I am the virgin that Jesus, the son of God, is going to be born from. <laughs> I'm going to birth the son of God. So all of the word that she heard, because again, she grew up in church. All that word came back to her and she said, let it be according to your word. And, and, and just her heart hooked up with it. Well, you and I also have a heavenly assignment and your assignment may be to be a mom or to be a dad to a son or a daughter or to a son and daughter <laughs> and in daughters. Uh, it may be to be a, a greeter at church. It may be to be in full-time ministry. It may be to be a businessman, uh, a businesswoman, uh, you know, a, a, a customer service person. It could be to be a cobbler, <laughs> you know, a shoe cobbler. It could be whatever the thing that God has you doing. Keep your heart in agreement with him and don't doubt what he tells you. Just as Mary and Joseph, they had, I mean, this was the greatest assignment a young girl in her teens would ever receive from then till now, no one has received a bigger assignment than Mary received as a young girl. They said she was probably in her 13, 14 years old. And that this was the biggest assignment any young woman would ever receive. And she didn't doubt it. She believed it and she received it. And she said, let it be according the most difficult assignment one would say, but she believed the word that she heard, her heart was in agreement with it. She kept it in agreement and she didn't speak against the word. She, she agreed with it. And, uh, every, you see with her, with Elizabeth, what she said, uh, and Elizabeth knew, she said, what, how, you know, who am I that the mother of my Lord would come to me? See, they knew it, but they had heard all these years, the Messiah is coming through a young virgin. 
And it even says in the location that he was going to be in and of the lineage of David. And so you know how stories are passed down from generation to generation? Like if something, you had uh, someone who was famous in your family, everyone would say, oh, your great, great, great grandfather was this and, and this happened and this happened and this happened. Well, can you imagine the stories? You know, where of the line of David, the parents probably told their kids and, and the savior of the world or the Messiah is going to come through our line. He's, you know, it was said of this one and, and, and in this one, and we thought it was going to be this person, but it wasn't. And so now we're still waiting on it. These stories were passed down. They were so good at passing down stories from generation to generation. And so at some point it quickened Mary and, oh, that's me. I'm, I found myself and I know what my assignment is. Well, we have heavenly assignments, all of us. Every single person that is on this planet has a heavenly assignment. And the day we find out what that heavenly assignment is and begin walking that out is the day we will be more fulfilled than we've ever been. The day we will feel more satisfied than we ever been, have ever been. And, and when doubt and unbelief try to come in concerning that assignment, cause see when we're carrying out that assignment, things are going to happen. Opposition is going to come. Look at the opposition that Joseph and Mary, uh, witnessed and experienced, uh, Herod tried to kill Jesus. And so he killed children around them. So Joseph had to be listening. And again, they didn't have the spirit of God within them. So an angel appeared to him and gave him heavenly assistance whenever he needed it, warned him of things. And Joseph was quick to obey and Jesus life was spared. We knew it would be, but Jesus life was spared because Joseph did his job in listening to the heavenly assistance he had. Well, our job is to listen to the heavenly assistance who is now on the inside of us, the Holy Spirit who will lead and guide us into all truth, who will tell us what the Father and Jesus have said. Bring those words to our remembrance and then tell us what's to come. He'll warn us of things to come if we'll listen. And so when opposition comes, and opposition to us may not be, you know, some king trying to kill our kids, but it could be sickness in our bodies. It could be an attack of the enemy on our family. It could be uh, our peace trying to be stolen. You know, whatever the opposition might be, our car not starting, you know, our house going to be repossessed. It could be anything like that. That's opposition. If we'll listen to the Holy Spirit and not speak words of doubt, but ensure that our hearts uh, are, are, are laying hold of what the Father has promised us, we will see that our assignment will be fulfilled and we'll get through any opposition. But it's in those moments when we speak words of doubt and then we talk ourselves out of what God has promised us. You know, it could be a word from the Lord that we receive from his written word or from his spoken word uh, that, that someone speaks. Maybe we're in uh, church service and, and someone, the pastor or a, a visitor, or someone speaks a word even maybe to us, directly to us. And it's confirming what's in our hearts. But then it's taking so long and circumstances aren't aligning with that. And there's much opposition. And we talk ourselves out of that word. And then we don't see that word come to pass. And now 
when there's another attack and more opposition, I already have doubt in my heart because I didn't receive that. So I may not get this either because I never addressed that. We've got to address it. We have to address it. And we have to not just say, oh, well, yeah, I don't, who knows why. It must have been something. No, no, no. We can know why. We can know why we did not receive the answer to our prayer the last time. We don't have to go through life wondering, huh, I wonder why. We can know why. The Holy Spirit will show us why. And then we don't have to have doubt in our hearts concerning the next thing we're believing for. We need to get more faith on the inside. And the only way faith comes, it's not from getting answers up here. It's from getting answers down within from the word of God. It's not this right here that needs the answer. It's our heart that needs the answer. And so, uh, let's be like Mary and Joseph and even Zachariah, you know, he, yeah, he wasn't able to speak. But when it was the right time, when, when it called for it, he said, his name is John and he wrote it down and he was able to speak. And he did him and his wife birth, the one who prepared the way of the Lord. And so they, they might've taken the, the harder road for him, not able to speak, uh, but he took the harder road, but he still, uh, was able to fulfill his assignment. And so don't let doubt stop you from completing your assignment. Don't let unbelief uh, stop you from completing your assignment. Just allow the Lord, let, allow the Holy Spirit to help you in those seasons where opposition uh, comes against you and, and it, it feels like it might be easier to quit than keep going. Don't. Uh, just let your heart, we've seen many people who say the right words, but their hearts not aligned. And we see that, uh, with, uh, just recently with the young man that everybody was like, he would light up a room. He would make everybody happy. Everybody dance. He was a DJ, he made everybody dance and made, ev made sure everyone else was happy. And he said all the right words. I'm great. How are you? This and that. And then he took his own life died alone in a hotel, took his own life. And people, it shocked, shocked, uh, the, the, the world, uh, because wait a minute, he, he looked, he was saying all the right things, but his heart was not in agreement with what he was saying. He needed Jesus is what he needed. Uh, but, uh, his heart was not in agreement with what he was saying. Don't let that be you. Let your heart be in agreement with what God has said about you. Let your heart be in agreement and lay hold of it with your faith. Amen. Father, I thank you. We give honor and glory to you today for your word. We thank you, Father, that you are always speaking to us. You are always leading and guiding us with your word. Your word is a lamp to our feet and a light unto our path. We thank you, Father, that you're always speaking. You're never silent. <laughs> you're always speaking. Your word always speaks to us. All we have to do is open the pages of your word and we can hear you speak. We can hear your voice. And we thank you for that. We thank you for that. There's never a moment in our lives where we uh, have to go without hearing you speak. If we'll just open the pages of your word, you're right there. We'll find your voice right there. If we'll take the moments to be still, 
If we'll take the time to search the pages of your word, to treasure it and desire it and be so interested in it more than anything else. If we'll take the time to look at it and let it speak to us, we'll always get something from it. Oh, we thank you, Father. We are very interested. We are very interested in what you have to say to us. Our hearts are interested, Father God. There's nothing else that compares to your word. There's nothing else that compares to your promise. We thank you, Father, for your word. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. We treasure it. Just as Mary treasured the words and took such accurate account and and, and had such accurate account of your word, it said that she held and treasured the words that Jesus said or the things that had taken place. She treasured and held those things in her heart so much so that Luke was able to write an accurate account of what took place at his birth and beyond because of Mary's notes and the things that she held in her heart. We do the same. We treasure your word, Father God, above anything else. Your word means everything to us. And we give it priority in our lives. It has the final say in our lives. Uh, No matter what anybody else says, nothing comes above your word. Nothing takes the place of your word. We hold it in high esteem, Father God. So if your word promises us something, if your word says something to us and something else comes and opposes that, we're not interested in the opposition. We don't give attention to the opposition, but we keep our eyes focused and our ears focused on what you have to say. We look and we're very interested in what you have to say. And we dismiss every other word that opposes the word of God. We dismiss it. We don't allow it to take any root in our hearts, but we love your word. We love your word and we uh, receive your word. We accept it because we know that your word is true. Your word is what will be fulfilled in our lives. And your word, when everything else passes away, when everything else ceases to exist, your word will still be producing fruit. Your word will still be producing. Your word will still be alive and quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Your word will still be standing. And so we place our lives on the solid ground of your word and we stand, having done all to stand. We stand, therefore, with your word in our mouths and in our hearts. And we thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, that we are not ignorant of the enemy's devices and his strategies. We're not ignorant because your word and your spirit reveal those strategies to us. They uncover them. And so there's nothing hidden that shall not be uncovered by your word and by your spirit in our lives. And so we see what the enemy is trying to do. We uncover that and we, we don't give in. We don't, uh, we don't, uh, we don't, uh, surrender our dreams. We don't surrender our faith to that which the enemy opposes and and brings into our lives. We don't surrender 
but we continue in your word. We remain in your word and we allow your word uh, to lead us into victory. It says Jesus leads us into victory. Jesus is the word and he leads us into victory every time. And so we thank you. We thank you. We thank you with your word in our hearts and on our mouths. We see victory. We see victory. The victory belongs to those who are in Christ Jesus. The victory belongs to us because Jesus has won the victory and we are in union with him. And so his victory is our victory. Jesus, we say your victory is our victory today. Come what may, we are on your word and your victory to stay. And I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, for the victory today. I thank you for the victory. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. We thank you today that we have victory in Jesus. Victory in Jesus. We thank you, Father. We are healed. We are whole. And that we walk in your victory as we fulfill your assignment. We say, be it unto us according to your will today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We don't doubt. But we fully believe, we fully believe that what you say will come to pass in our lives. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. No delay, no delay right now. In the name of Jesus, no delay, but we have victory today. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Glory to God, 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 glory to God. Bless the Lord. There's a concern that you have, and that concern is with your marriage. Uh, it's a concern you have, uh, and it's not um, a, a huge concern, but it weighs on your mind, in the back of your mind, because it's it, it's it's not uh, something that uh, is a, a huge problem. It's something that you tolerate, uh, but. Um, you haven't even asked. You haven't asked the Lord to fix it. You haven't asked the Lord to show you how to fix it. And so you've just been tolerating it and, and, and going about in your own strength. And some days it's great and other days it's not. But God wants you to have a marriage that is fulfilling and that every moment of it is fulfilling for both you and your spouse. And so if you would get before the Lord, concerning that and bring that to him and don't just uh, go through the motions but sit at his feet and let him teach you how to be the spouse that he desires for you to be uh, he'll show you exactly how to do that and he'll put you uh, with others that can help you and so just uh, give attention to his word concerning your marriage uh, you've been faithful to him in, in, in other things and you've seen his hand work in your life, but this is an area of concern, but you haven't even brought it to him. You haven't even addressed it. Uh, so he, he knows it, but he said to ask, bring it to him, ask, and, and you'll find that, uh, you'll be empowered and you'll have the grace of God on you concerning that. And from the day you make that decision and you ask, you're going to find that your marriage will get better and better every day, every day. 
better and better every single day. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Because he desires that every part of your life is successful and fulfilled and satisfied. And so uh, it could be the, on the good days, on your best days, that could be every day for your marriage. That's God's desire. The way uh, that you and your spouse laugh together, enjoy each other's company, that could be every single day for you. And so bring it to the Lord. Uh, He's concerned about it because he sees that it concerns you. You just never talk to him about it. And so do that. Take the time to talk to him about it. He wants to talk to you about it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I don't know who that's for, but uh, take that to the Lord this morning. Amen. Don't delay on that. Do it right away uh, because the anointing and grace is there to do it. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Uh, just tell him that you are going to fulfill, completely fulfill your assignment here on this earth. Every day we should tell the Lord that today is another day for me to completely fulfill the assignment that you have on my life today. Because, you know, we have an overall assignment, but then every day we have assignments from the Lord. And that's how we should be living. Just as when we go to work, there's an assignment. There's something that is assigned to me to do. I have a job to do. And and I, I finish the day. Uh, sometimes I get it all done. Sometimes I may not. But it's my assignment for the day. The Lord has one for you too. And it could be part of that. That's part of your assignment to do that with a good attitude. Uh, you know, all of that, all of that is part of our assignment from the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. I love you all. I love you all so very much. And I thank you for joining uh, me today. Uh, I thank you for your faithfulness. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow. We'll be praying for those who don't know the Lord, uh, to the Lord of the harvest for his harvest. Amen. I love you. Have an awesome day in 